0: All right, y'all, I'm coming today with a bit of a secret, something I've been sitting on for a while, and it is news about this very podcast, and I'm still having a hard time believing all of the truth in it, and that's why I've been holding it, because I'm like, God, is this you? Is this real? I'm not sure, and it is official that the Fit and Faith podcast is not only Top 200 in the nation. It has hit the top 200 in the globe for religious and spiritual podcasts. And I am just amazed and grateful and honored that you all continue to tune in week by week for what I believe is just an authentic connection to the human race. I believe it's a space that we have developed together as a resource, a place that you can come and let go of the burdens and activate the places of your heart that you know God is calling you to. Maybe it's in your relationships. Maybe it's in your self-identity. Maybe it's in your own walk of transparency and living out a life that God would have you do, mind, body, and soul, and even in your businesses. And I think that there's such purpose in that. And so how cool to share this incredible news on the day that a purpose-driven social entrepreneur, fellow podcaster, author, speaker. Gosh, just game changer, world changer is on the podcast. Her name is Brandy Booth and she is with the Power Project podcast. So you have to go over and check her out as well. We shared some incredible conversations and today you're going to get to learn what social entrepreneurship is all about. You're going to get to know what her new book, The Power Project is all about. And I know it's going to be an incredible resource to you. So surely check out the show notes so that you can grab that as soon as it is live for you to have. We are not going to let this be the only time that we interact. She was a, oh, she just ignited some things inside of me. And it's incredible to see that there are other women in the world that are allowing purpose to be the place that they put their energy. Because so often, passion and purpose get lost in the clutter of the overwhelm or clutter of the shiny light things that come into play, and then we don't get to truly see what God had planned for their life. And you guys know this about my own testimony that I got stuck in that rut, and I'm so grateful that I get to just serve you guys in a new, fresh way. And so please, please, I wish I could give her a round of applause because she surely deserves one. Stay tuned for this. Subscribe and review and tag and all of the things. I've got some fun news for you. If you stay till the end, you're gonna get to learn how you could earn a spot in the Founding Members Roots and Wings Course Tribe, which is all about passion and purpose. So stay tuned enjoy and don't forget go show brandy some love she rocks you can tune into her via instagram facebook linkedin she's in all the places because she's that rad and she has she does it with purpose which is just beautiful so thanks brandy for being here and y'all tune in see ya this is your god wink the moment that heaven says for such a time as this It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a Yolo side sweet tooth, though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that, so I'm wondering, if you're wondering, what is this? Well. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Well, we're here and this is happening. We're having a conversation. I'm pumped about it. And I'm now excited to introduce... We might share different social distancing because of our germaphobe slash not germaphobe <laughs> perspectives, but we both believe in the power of the Lord. We believe in the power of what he's gifted us with, and we are walking out something pretty amazing, and I am so pumped to you uh, have the opportunity to talk to Brandy Booth today because not only is she a fellow podcaster, which I love fellow podcasters because they're extra fun to talk to mainly because they talk the whole time. So after I shut up, (laughs) she's on full speed. But I want to jump in because there's so many things that we can unpack. You guys are going to notice, and I did purposely didn't wear my hat. I'm always wearing a hat. So I purposely didn't wear one. So you can take center stage today with this amazing handmade. I want you to tell everything about it and also uh, about your podcast, about the new book you have coming out. So I have a... a, um, a community of women around me that I'm inspired by all the time because we're all doing all the things. So I never feel like there is that space of, oh, I should do what she's doing because we're all doing our own thing, but it's so beautiful to see the variations in those beautiful things. So welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast and thanks for being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Like I am, I'm I'm literally inspired by you daily. I love your like work ethic and your grind and you hustle for Jesus. I love it, it is so good. <laughs> and we were, uh, we connected over a hat that I had on and we were at a conference and I had my hat that I had made. It was like my first like proto what?
0: hat. I love that.
1: Yeah. And so I was just working on when I went to when I went to that conference, I was just starting out with the, the idea of this social enterprise hat company. And I had the idea because, A, I love hats like of all types. I, I don't really know that I've ever met a hat I don't like, but um, I love hats. And I also mentor traffic survivors. And so I was I was seeing that one of the main missing links that we have and I mean, this is our society as a whole. One of the main missing links is that we don't have sustainable employment that attaches this marginalized groups of people to a, a greater purpose mm-hmm. or sets them up with mentorship and leadership. And so I would have these these residents go through an aftercare program where I mentored them for 12, nine to 12 months at a time. And then when they graduated, their, their skills and their qualifications looked like getting a job at McDonald's yeah. or the corner yeah. drugstore or and so it was there was there was a need that I kept seeing over and over. They needed employment to attach them to purpose. Yeah. And I I'm a big nerd about purposeful business. So I took my love of hats and that need and I thought, how can we help? So we started this hat company and the residents in the house stamp the can hand stamp the leather bands to say a power word on them. And we have a different a variety of power words, but some of our most populars are uh, warrior overcomer and enough.
0: Mm.
1: So I just love that um, people whose power has been stripped from them are then putting the power words on your hat. And so,
0: so it like gives it's you beautiful. so much more authority and like, Desire to wear it with that confidence and I think so often and I've talked about confidence a lot on this podcast and with another gal that um, we do a collaboration with and confidence is honestly key to power. And, and he, like God himself, gifts us confidence. It's just a matter of being able to open that package that's specifically designed for you. Because the way you claim confidence is going to be really different than the way I claim confidence. So I love that. And When I I saw you rocking that hat, there were 6,000 people in that room. And I pointed that hat out from afar. And I'm like, Mom, check out that hat. I'm fine. i searching her down. I want to know where that's from. And when I found out that you, like, are a part of the whole concept, I'm like, what? This is too good. So so awesome and, okay
1: so if you had a what would your word be on your hat Ooh, I love that question um illuminate I try to tell
0: illuminate illuminate or probably because I like how you guys have ambassador like I like that like com, that word that has like the power behind it it'd probably be illuminator
1: yes yes I like to say like who would God say you are yeah and what would he stamp on your hat. Oh, and yeah. so that's um you know I'm I'm an ambassador of truth and so that's good. what so this this style is actually the ambassador hat. This is our proto so flagship cool. style. And then um we're bootstrapping it and we'll keep once everything's back yeah. up and running as far as supply chains go because while we're recording obviously things are still shut down. Yeah. So once we're back up and running we'll just hopefully grow and scale and Hopefully God just blesses it and we're able to employ thousands of traffic survivors is my
0: So I don't I think we talked about this briefly, too, when we um, intersected was that I actually have um, connections with a local. Well, I say local. They're they're global, um, but they're called the Safe House Project and they are same thing same same concept so i'm curious if they like are connected they have a lot of roots within the military sector um and have done incredible they're actually advocating to create homes and houses safe houses across the country um and so they help trafficking victims in the aftermath as well well in order to have them in a year-long process similar to what you guys are doing so i'll have to make sure i get that connection for you because Brittany and her team are amazing
1: Absolutely. I would love to be connected. And it's, it's so funny because, you know, I work with organizations at the global level, yeah. at the national level, at the local level. And it's like, everyone is, is connected. It's, it's kind of a small community once you're in there. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I know, I know this one in Nashville and this one in Washington yeah. state, just because, um, trafficking is very, uh, across lines, right. And across borders. Yeah. And so, In order for us to be able to bring an end to it and restore the survivors we have to be really flexible and collaborate and network.
0: That's so good and I think that restoration process is such a huge component of it is that We're like uh, everyone's advocating for the most part against you know stopping sex trafficking but what happens after and I know Mm -hmm. for even my own healing process that had nothing to do with that you know from the same perspective there's bits and pieces of all of us that are broken and if we don't go into the process of healing in the process of approaching the grieving or approaching the shame or approaching all of the things that are compounded during really scary situations like that you end up staying in Living in that shame, and therefore they are free from their their trafficker, but they're never fully free. And so this process that people and you included help them through now gives them like the chains broken in that opportunity, but also a place to stand in their own identity and say that I have say and stake in giving back to the world in a way that was never necessarily given or was stripped from me. And I love that you're oh, happy to absolutely.
1: Do that absolutely it's you know and it's kind of in the beginning when people first kind of realized trafficking was an issue or a problem it was okay we have to go we have to go you know rescue we have to go we have to go reach these girls and then they were like okay well now we're reaching them but we have to have somewhere to put them so then there were crisis centers and then it was okay this is going to take longer than like four to six weeks right so now then we have aftercare homes which is like nine to twelve months and then now we're really the movement is after aftercare yeah, because in the aftercare homes we walk them through. I personally mentor them with overcoming limiting beliefs, setting goals, uh, really realizing what their talents and their gifts are, and their purpose in the world. And and it's something that all women struggle with purpose. Yeah, so I don't, true. I don't care who you are or what you've been through, but <clears throat> it's even more so because it's we along the way tend to give up on dreams or. We have people tell us that we can't do it or or what we're trying to do doesn't make sense. And so we tend to let that calling that's on our heart Mm -hmm. fall to the wayside. But when you have someone that has never been allowed to really, really just, you know, experiment or think on a greater calling for their life, Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of unpacking that we get to do there. And it's one of the things I'm absolutely most passionate about in life.
0: So beautiful. It's cool because I additionally do retreats for women in like a mind, body, and soul restoration space. And so when I got connected with the um, trafficking organization locally, my like goal, my heart would be to be able to host these women on these intimate retreat experiences. I don't don't know know what's happening.
1: There we go. This. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Y'all technology right now. It is like, hey, listen, I don't feel bad because the Senate address this week, literally, like the Senate address, one of the senators had a dog like barking in the background and running into his office. Yeah, don't feel bad.
0: I'm lucky enough that I'm not at my house because otherwise my kids would definitely be in my lap. And that's Uh Yep, I understand. That's real life. I've had a couple of podcasts like that this season, but today, no. So yeah, so my heart would be to be able to have retreats centered around these women where not only are they getting these practical insights and this ability to dream on a larger scale for the first time, but to just be like nurtured and cared for as a woman should be, but under the loving wing of other women so that they still feel safe in that space. And alongside God himself, because Lord knows when we gather as two women in in faith, that it just becomes this blanket of peace and this blanket of comfort for them and something that they can kind of explore and understand because a lot of times, even in my areas of brokenness that I walk through, your question might not necessarily be, does God exist, but where are you? And why, Mm -hmm. if you're with that person over there, are you not with me? And so mm-hmm. to really give them the example and the experience to say, he's right here. He's been here the whole time and really walk through that process of unpacking with them in an intimate space like that would be such an honor. So such an amazing ministry in that regard that you're offering. is so beautiful.
1: It would be really good. I actually, we had someone donate a retreat to uh, to the house, to the residents, And I had one girl that I mentor that. She's just she's got a little piece of my heart that yeah. I'm still, you know, she she's I still stay in contact with her quite frequently. But she was <clears throat> she told me when she got back from the retreat, she said, I just have to tell you, she was, you know, I was really nervous about going to the retreat because of my tattoos. And I was going with like church people and I didn't want church people judging me. And uh and she said, but guess what? The first night I got there, they gave us a rose at dinner and she had a rose tattoo on this hand and she's like and it looked like this she says the second night that we were there she says they gave us a necklace with this on it and it was the heart with the crown tattoo and she said the third night that we were there they had us write down all the things that bad had happened to us or that we felt guilty or shame about and we hung them on a cross and they burned it Mm. and she said miss brandy I fell in love with Jesus right there and I don't have to have a man in my life. Oh my and I'm like, gosh, that gives me crazy chills. That's Look, every single time
0: I tell the story, like I got chills when she told me and oh. I get chills
1: every time that I tell it.
0: It's amazing. And that's like, that's how good he is. That's how present he is. Even in the fear factor of what are they gonna think? he shows up in a way and says, it doesn't matter what they think because uh-huh. I see you and I know you and you are worthy and you are beautiful. And so I love that. I want you um, to kind of let's segment a little bit to this incredible book that you have. And how does, does that everything that you talked about at the beginning kind of correlate to what's in this amazing book? And I'm going to show them the cover and stuff while you're chatting.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. So for starters, it has been a journey and, um, so the the title is the Power Project: A Journey of Purpose. But the my purpose journey personally began back in 2017, and I really just was in that place where I had had I had, had some some really great quick success in business and um, was was loving the the coaching of women that I was doing in business and helping women realize their strengths and their gifts and but I also was I knew I was being called to something else and I just really showed up and open hands, open heart said, here I am. God Send me like, whatever you have for me to do, call me and I'll answer. Like I, I will take a step and I'm a control freak. So that's kind of a big thing, <laughs> we, you know, really relinquish. But he, uh, he, he showed up and, and, human trafficking was the cause that was literally placed right in front of me mm-hmm. and, uh, nothing I was ever interested in. him before I don't have any type of background to pull me into that. And so the book journeys, my three year process, wow. um, about two and a half years, but it's been, it's been three years in the making. Yeah. And, um, it just really journeys the, the process of where I went from being a stay-at-home mom and then you know building a business and then di- discovering advocacy and volunteer work and the podcast and all the way up to the hat company. Yeah. It, we really break it down, but each chapter I give a tangible takeaway to help the reader be guided through their own journey of purpose as well and just kind of see some steps that you can take along the
0: process. So cool, I love that. Can you uh, unpack what the word power means to you?
1: Yes, so this was an acronym that I came up with in January of 2017 when I hosted my first retreat. And it was, was it 2017? No, I'm lying. January of 2018, Okay. when I hosted my first retreat. And I literally was like, it's going to be, it's the power project. And it's power stands for purpose, ownership, wisdom, empowerment, and reach. And each thing that I do, whether it is the book or the hat company or the podcast or the blog, it all falls underneath one branch of that word. And it's all about, it's all about God's power at work within us. And it's all formed around Ephesians three and 20. And it's not about, I think power gets a negative connotation in our society, you know, Oftentimes when I speak to women at luncheons or retreats or conferences, I like to open with what do you think of when you hear the word power? Mm -hmm. And typically it has to do with some guy, you know, some man, they don't like it. It's negative. But when we really unpack it and and they realize it's your gifts and your strengths and your talents that God has given you and uniquely you Mm -hmm. to own the purpose that you were placed on this planet for. They can stand strong and firm in that power and know the one who's called them to that.
0: So good. It's, it makes me so excited because I feel like it, that's really the missing link to all of these women who are in this place of, I know there's more within me, but I don't know the next step. And it circles right back to that concept of confidence. It's like when you understand the power within you that's granted specifically to you, and you said that, it's that imprint is the word I like to use. It's your own individualized imprint from God that he has wrapped in a perfect bow and literally placed in you, within you, before you were even, you know, birthed in your mom's womb. Is to know that that is uniquely yours and also yours to be able to cultivate alongside God. When he gives you a gift, he doesn't expect that you're going to unwrap it all in one setting. Like this is a life's journey. This is a process. And it's knowing that that power, even in the times of failure, you're failing forward into the unpacking of more of that purpose. And those things are intentional as well. And so it's a matter of mindset when it comes to saying yes to understanding your purpose and claiming your power, so tell the tell them how you through this power project experience, where has like mindset or like the mind body soul space really like been beneficial for you to to know
1: so I I so I will start out saying that I am a person that was raised by like the OG of mindset like I had like my my grandpa was all about mindset my dad was all about mindset and it was like whatever you put your mind to you can do you know we don't say can't we don't say we're bored like we just always like entertain ourselves in our mind and push ourselves further right and do whatever we say we're going to do. Yeah, So awesome. I have had this mindset all along and I didn't really realize how it was lacking in the, in the female community, primarily as far as growth mindset and, and women that really just believed in themselves. And so when I started that first power project retreat, the idea behind this was that I wanted to, to teach the, the whole element of the power project through my physical, spiritual, mental, emotional well-being, and I had been, I, had, I mean, I love yoga. Yoga is one of my favorite things ever yeah. because it's like the only time that I'm going to sit still and be quiet,
0: yeah.
1: and it's my opportunity to listen to God for a minute instead of talking to Him. So yeah. I wanted, I kind of kicked this idea around with a few girlfriends about hosting a retreat where we focused on self-care and personal development and just mind body soul spirit and it was beautiful and there was i saw that there was such a need for that so that's always incorporated into everything that i do because when one area of those is out of whack i i know that all of my areas are out of whack i know that when i start experiencing anxiety Mm -hmm. and and fear and worry and doubt I know that it is almost directly correlated to the fact that I haven't been in the word feeding my spirit. I haven't done my yoga and meditation and given my time a you know, myself a time to just breathe and listen. Yeah. And or I know that I'm not sleeping well or I'm not eating well. And so it just all comes together and, and aligns because we are a spiritual being in a physical body. Yeah. And god created every single bit of that so it only makes sense that all of that works together in harmony or in chaos
0: right that's so good i love to look at it from that perspective because i think often and i love that you you specifically love yoga i like it Once in a while, but it's, I like hot yoga or vinyasa because I'm like you in the room I'm like, I got to move. This is too slow. Like I can't take it. And so I know that mine like is just like hardcore high intensity workouts is my version of yoga because that's the space that I'll be with Jesus. Even if there's loud music pumping, like I'm talking to God. And so I um, I really wanted to incorporate all versions of it. And yoga, when I did my first retreat, was something that I had people actually reach out to me about and said, I'm really curious how, as a Christian, you're advocating for yoga. And I was like, oh, girl, you are looking at it from the whole secular mindset. Like, it's just yoga. Like, stop looking at it from this perspective that, like, you're a spiritual being you actually are a spiritual being stop looking at it from a perspective <laughs> that you know it's it's hocus-pocus well there's a lot of mystery and um, to Jesus and so I go there when I'm experiencing yoga when I'm in my space of meditation and it's not about like any of the things or that people might see from a secular perspective we as Christians have the ability to see with God's lens. Or you can trade that and be blinded and shielded, right? And so when my scales were revealed and I was able to open that veil to who Jesus is, we could take anything and spend it spend it for the enemy or for the evil or for the bad of. I mean, even something like social media can be viewed as a negative mm-hmm. space. It's how you approach it with a good open open heart, right? Oh, I have this common that have had this conversation and
1: they've said you know well I just I don't really feel like I can do yoga you know as a Christian and there's there's this whole hesitation around it even like when we're not talking about Christian versus secular like there's just people that are like I don't know if I don't I've never done it I don't know if I want to do it and so anytime that we do it first off I'm like look it's beginner like we're gonna do super calm things I'm not gonna have you like Doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. But then also one of my friends does holy yoga Mm -hmm. and she opened me up to that world and it is all your whole flow is set to scripture and the breathing and the the slowing of the breath is set to scriptural references and it is amazing. But the best way that she told me how to how to just present it to people that may have a little trepidation about it. She says, because I know I personally, my spiritual walk with God got so much closer yeah. after, <clears throat> excuse me, it's allergy season in Texas. So, yeah. <laughs> that thing? we have, yeah. So, she said, you know, one of the things that you really, really people need to realize, because both she and I got a closer, deeper spiritual walk with God yeah. through yoga. Yeah. And she said, when you pray, you know, and, and we're taught to pray, and of course we should be in constant prayer, we're talking to God. We're talking to God. We're, we're projecting upwards, right? But when we meditate and when we do Shavasana and when we still our mind and we calm our soul, we listen to God. And literally that is I've had some of the most clearest revelations that have come to me because it's the only time that I'm truly just slowing down, yeah. calming my mind, opening my heart and just listening to what it is that he has to give me. Yeah.
0: So beautiful. So good. And how blessed were you to be in connection with people who already had this mindset strength and this mindset coaching even to you when you're a little like I'm just now un- unpacking this in the last 5 years of 6 years of motherhood and the importance of what I'm learning isn't just meant for me as a grown woman in especially not just in the business mindset or entrepreneurial space like Our kids need this imparted to them right now, like yesterday, multiple days before that. And so they're living in this space, in this world that is truly constantly trying to attack their mind. And we know that as well. And so giving them these tools that we're learning at such a young age is so, speak about power, empowering to these young children. So, so neat that you had that early on. Do you feel like you've been sitting on the dream God has given you for far too long? Do you feel out of alignment or obedience because of it? Or perhaps you've been spinning your wheels on how to answer God's call, but can't quite define or design it into a business? Maybe you've titled this God Dream a Ministry, one you wholeheartedly give all of your time and energy to, yet your passion isn't providing the profit you need to sustain your home your first ministry? Do you struggle with the idea of earning money doing something you believe he'd want you to do in servanthood? Do you feel unworthy as a woman to possess wealth? Y'all, I get it. I've been in every one of those shoes, and I can promise you the moment I traded those worn-out sandals for his intended comfort, I was able to finally walk the miles it has taken to grow the dream. From ideation to activation, catapulting my true passions into my full purpose. And now, while I've had a joy to group coach many women over the past couple of years in a group setting, I still sense there are missing straps to their well-made shoes. So I designed this course, the God Dream Design Course, to walk alongside you intimately until you've claimed the gift of the shoes He has always wanted for you. You're probably wondering if this is the surefire way to claim your roots and discover your wings as a kingdom entrepreneur. Why are we talking about shoes? Well, these aren't Nikes. They aren't easies, or whatever the kids call them these days. And I am not giving you sandals like Hermes either. God's shoes truly fly. God's shoes have limitless soles that never wear down they are promised to get you where he has shown you that you were intended to be. So come along for the ride, get out of that stuck analysis paralysis state of limitation and develop the mindsets, methods, and models to bring to life the vision he has planned for you before you were knit in your mother's womb. Sign up today for your self-paced program where I will actually provide you live coaching a community of women to walk this journey alongside, a package of goodies right at your doorstep, and many more incredible deliverables. You can find all of the details on my site at TamraAndress.com. Don't forget, Tamra is T-A-M-R-A. I got the good version. Thanks, Mom. But really, girls, it's time to fly. I promise it's as spring as it sounds. See you soon.
1: it and it 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 makes or breaks a person I, I like I firmly believe that as I've done more and more coaching and mentoring and i I had to go through my self growth that I had to go through was realizing that not everyone had the same mindset that I had yeah. and realizing that not everyone believed in themselves and realizing that not everyone was willing to step out in in fear and and choose faith over fear and and I certainly did not navigate that correctly in the beginning when I first started working with women because I so badly wanted them to see what I saw in them mm-hmm. that I was frustrated that they didn't see it. And I didn't know how to coach it or teach it. It mm-hmm. took me really understanding what it looks like to work with someone that no one's ever told them that they can do whatever they set their mind to. And I realized that my, that the difference is The people that are built up from an early age with a support system that says you're going to be a leader and you can do anything you set your mind to versus someone who doesn't hear it until much later in life. And it's not that you can't develop that mindset, but it's just so many people are walking around with limited mindsets because they don't know any different. And if they can hear the sound of my voice it is my sole mission for them to know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that they can do all things through christ who strengthens
0: them yeah so so good i'm so excited for your message to just continue to like ripple effect into the world because it's it's very aligned with mine and so often when it's like a women in community space there and even in men i think there's that like competitive nature of like oh my gosh, they're doing exactly what I'm doing. That's like, literally you write down what you're doing and I'm like, this is so awesome because I don't live in Texas and I don't have brown hair and I don't have the story. I didn't have a grandpa that coached me in mindset. So like all of our stories, this is where I want you guys to hear All of our individual powers, all of our individual imprints have such purpose in the world. And God might gift us the same unique passions with exact purpose for things like this to happen. For you to link arms with a sister. For you to link arms with a brother and say, this is our mission. Let's keep going and know that you are touching people in your own dynamic way is so it's empowering in and of itself because if if nobody was doing what i was doing i would think maybe i'm not doing what i should be doing or (laughs) maybe i'm completely at a loss here and this isn't something that god has not also whispered to somebody else like The world needs this y'all, it needs this message, it needs this mindset shift, it needs this understanding of mind, body and soul alignment in order for us to really have the ability to take hold of what God has promised us. Because if you are out of whack, like you said, living in that space of chaos, it's really hard and I know from experience to stay on the vision track of what he's promised you. And everything else kind of falls out of alignment in that regard. So, what tell us about a moment or a time in your life where, even knowing these things, you felt like kind of off-centered, out of alignment, unable to take the next step, which gives you probably a lot of empathy for how you coach people now.
1: Okay, so I'm going. I'm going to give you like three pretty recent instances okay. because mm-hmm. as you're talking, I'm like I need to share this yeah, because. Let's hear it. Um, I am the biggest, like, let's link arms as girls and go do this advocate in the whole world. And I constantly coach collaboration over competition. And doesn't matter if someone has a similar story, there is a certain audience that will receive your unique story. Right. So good. So I started my journey before, um, a, a mutual mentor of ours, Rachel Hollis, started hers. <laughs> and I... I didn't know who she was. I had no clue who she was. And I was into writing the book at this time, doing uh, coaching, vlogging, And I started having people telling me about her and I was like, okay, so, you know, I grab her book and okay. A lot of people have told me to go check this chick out cause you know, we have some similarities or something. Yeah. And so I start reading the book and at first, So I was raised Pentecostal also, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, look at all these similarities. This is awesome. And she's saying the things that I want to tell women. Right. This is so cool. And then I, you know, tuned into the podcast and listened to the podcast. And I did all the things until that day that like Satan wakes up and just slaps you upside the head. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I can't, I can't write a book because Mm -hmm. she pretty much just told women all the things that I want to tell women and she's already done it. So that's cool. You know? All right. That's cool. So instead I'm just going to like, you know, cheer her on. And I pressed pause for so long on my book because I felt like it had already been done and it hadn't like, but now when it's done in hindsight 2020, like they are completely different books, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, they have, they have similar underlying themes, but her story is unique to her, and it's for people to, to read and, and process. Mm-hmm. And then my story is the one that God gave me mm-hmm. that someone needs to hear, whomever needs to hear it. Yeah. It's given to me for a reason to reach that person. So I had to be the um, student there and, and talk to myself like I would have a mentee. And
0: same look same but, thing same thing for me like <laughs> okay. to the point where i'm like talking to my husband like she wrote my book like this is the book that i'm already writing like what is happening and he's like that's a good thing like that means that the message has purpose especially if it's a new york Times bestseller we can only hope that your book does the same right and i'm like but i feel like i'm gonna copy her she's gonna it's gonna come out and people are gonna be like she's doing the same thing And he's like, Your book doesn't even have, like, follow the same thing. It's not even talking about unpacking lies. Like, I'm so confused why you think it's the same. And I'm like, Probably because it resonates in our heart of hearts so much in that same desire for people to understand their worth and understand their value and know that because of our stories, that's what catapults us into this place of saying, sister, like I'm shaking you, wake up. Like there's so much goodness here. So I went through the, I remember exactly where I was sitting. I was like next to the pool, laying out, finishing the last chapter. And I was like, oh.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: all the work I put in the last few months, like this is horrible. And same thing, I, I press pause as well. So, so interesting that you had that same experience, but also so purposeful that God like continued to say, no sister, like this is for you, daughter, this is yours. Keep going.
1: Yeah, I have, I actually have a whole chapter in the book about that and detailing all of that. And then I, I give some, some tangible takeaways for when you find yourself in that That competition trap, you know, in that comparison trap, how to step out of that. So, So, yeah, I needed God had to step in through a few people and say, hey, you know, write the book.
0: Yeah. Um, And it's funny, by the way, I still hear people all the time when I mention Rachel Hollis, like to us, she's like this mentor. She's the mogul. Right. And other people are like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, who? (laughs) i'm sorry who i'm like what what just happened do you not know oprah i'm so confused (laughs) but she's not she's not there to everyone else it's just the people who follow her closely so i love i love that there's space for all of us god gives us grace for our space and all of our space is intentional otherwise we wouldn't have been born
1: yes yes and so go ahead you're going to say number two on the okay so on the number two I, and you and I actually have discussed this via email, um, a time that I was stuck was recently with everything that happened and I didn't even realize, I mean, aside from obviously right when we were about to, you know, manufacture hats that that came to a halt and literally my book was scheduled to launch March 19th at a personal development conference in LA that I was speaking at. And I had, um, I had book tour, you know, engagements like set up. I had speaking engagements throughout the year. Ah. And the week before, like seven days before I was supposed to fly out, the conference was canceled. And so then I just went into I froze. I was like, okay, the entire year speaking engagements are canceled, the book tours canceled, the conference is canceled. Um, and then now the printer's not printing books and do we launch digitally? What do we do? And, um, maybe we're going to go broke. Maybe we're going to die. Maybe we're going to go broke and die. Like, you know, it was (laughs) just, (laughs) it was everything, everything hit. And I am one of the most like motivated people you'll ever see. I'm always constantly like, new ideas and working on things and, and my mind never stops, so my mind's always spinning. And I went into this really, really like shutdown mode. I, I continued doing my podcast each week, I continued sending a newsletter out each week and that was about all that I had in me. Yeah. I could not even, I had so many projects in the works that I couldn't even wrap my brain around. And I finally realized, because I started thinking, I'm responding to this in the same way that I did when my grandpa passed away, like I am, I, I'm in the mornings. I don't want to get out of bed. You know, at night I can't sleep. I'm, I, I don't feel motivated. I don't feel like I have direction in life. I feel like there's no point to any of it. You know, yeah. and so I realized I, w- I walked through a grieving process with it. I walked through grieving life as it was before and grieving all of my, you know, accomplishments that were going to be taking place and. So in that, what I did personally, because I realized, like, I can't continue like this forever.
0: Yeah. I can't just
1: keep, like, laying in bed in the morning and being like, meh, yeah. who cares? There's a global pandemic. What's it matter, right? True. <laughs> and uh, so I just got really, really, really deep in the Word and um, took walks through nature and and talked with God. I mean, I would carry, like, this journal and my Bible, and I would walk our property and I would find a spot to sit and write and read and pray and lament. And in that I have literally, my walk with God is so much closer through all of this. So just because you find yourself stuck in that place doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay in that place. There may be some rest and some respite that you do in that time, but I I believe that God is always calling us further and deeper and whether that looked like going on in the same direction that I've always gone in and, and spinning my wheels or whether that just looked like getting really, really intentional with him. And through that, I've been able to develop a whole new, a whole new course and program all inspired by all the scripture that I read and the talks that I had with God and what I realized he was calling me to next. So so just because you're stuck doesn't mean you have to stay stuck and that brought me to the final one which is uh I'm actually today tomorrow and Saturday I'm presenting at a it's called the purpose project summit and it's Ooh. a virtual summit okay there's 30 presenters nice. and this is another thing like you and I did with Rachel yeah I had this idea I started thinking man I want to get. I have a lot of people that really believe in purpose. Yeah. So I want to get these women together and we want to create like a virtual, who cares if we can't go speak on stages, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, we'll make our we're own gonna do a, Yeah, we're going to do a virtual summit. We're going to pour into people. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then I kid you not, I was invited to the Purpose Project Summit as a presenter within like, I don't know, 24 to 48 hours. <gasps> That's so
0: good. So you're like, okay, okay. I don't have to design it. I'll go. Thanks,
1: God. (laughs) That's so good. I think when we see these things and when we keep getting these these nudges from God, right, it doesn't mean that we don't get to do it because someone else did. It it means that there's a call for it. There's a need for it. Absolutely. And God wants
0: all of us out there talking about it. Absolutely. And that's the that's the beauty of what has happened and like taking church out of the church and putting the church online, right? Where people see it and there's an ability to jump in without somebody seeing you walk through the doors or you having to get ready in your perfect Sunday dress or Sunday best. Like you get to just be in the comfort of your own home and like hear God and worship with people and do it on your own accord. And yes, there's an importance to being in the church together. But my mom always told me when I was little and, and sometimes I would take it Wrong, almost like a point of pride. And so I've had to really work with it. But the concept of copying is a compliment, and knowing that, like, God purposely created these similarities as a compliment to the kingdom. And so it's not as a take it as a compliment to yourself. It's not pat your back. You had a really good idea because we know nothing has not been done, right? It's already all been done or said, but has it been said through your voice, through your unique story? And to know that that's why you're here is to create the compliment of the kingdom. So I'm writing that one down because that just came out as we're talking. But (laughs) no,
1: you need to write that down. And and I think that a good like piggyback on that is that look. The gospels are all different versions of the same story, so right? Good.
0: So good. Because
1: God knew that there were there were ways that that Matthew was going to tell it different than Mark, and, you know, and and there were ways that it was going to reach people in different in different ways. So the Gospels are all the exact same story, just told
0: differently. I love that analogy. So simple too. Like, so people can grasp hold of that. They get that, especially if they're in their Christian faith. So I want to kind of go and and go back based on what we're talking about right now. You had mentioned that you were raised in the Pentecostal church, similar to Rachel Hollis. I actually was not at all. And yet when I came into like my deep need for Jesus, the, the point in my life where I call it my quarter life crisis, where I had no choice but to find Jesus right and I found myself in a Pentecostal church which I didn't know what that meant I I had heard like stories from my mom from when she was younger but she was raised Southern Baptist so very different than Pentecost but like they all believe in Jesus. So let's always go back to there. The denominations were not Jesus made. They were man-made. And so I found myself in a Pentecostal church and it has literally changed my entire life. It was the first time I actually fully understood what it meant to be in relationship with Jesus and is why I got my ordination and minister's license and like literally why I am who I am today in this space. And so I want to know like what pieces of that, those roots, like, are still so embedded in you today?
1: So I, and I write about this in my book Yay. as well. Like like one of the underlying themes is that, um, so I I want to preface this with, both sides of my family are Pentecostal. To both of my grandmothers are Pentecostal and, and old school Pentecostal like, you know, long hair. skirts and long hair yeah. and no makeup and, yeah. and no TV and the, you know, the whole shebang. And that's how I was raised and um there are amazing amazing like warriors of god mm-hmm. in that religion and there are some really great things i took from it mm-hmm. i just knew from a very young age that there were man made things within the religion that did not sit with my soul mm-hmm. and and one of them was that i felt like really just called by god to to be a leader and i didn't see that as a as a possibility mm-hmm. there where i was um so that being said like we all love jesus and that works for them and the, my non-denominational bible church works really great for me yeah, yeah. and we all love jesus and we're probably all gonna be in heaven and be shocked that all these other people are there like, <laughs> That's so funny. Think, it's, so true. it's gonna be so fun like i think of it this <laughs> way like so my husband was raised catholic and um, too. my That's kids so go <laughs> Oh my gosh yeah see similarities and so um my kids the community they go to school in, most people are catholic and um so this non-denominational church we go to there's a lot of people from the community that now go with us that that previously attended catholic churches and but it's so funny because every time like in the sunday school class like the first time my son walked in and his friends were like i thought you were catholic And he's like, I thought you were Catholic. (laughs) And I just think that's what what heaven's going to look like. We're going to get up there and someone's going to be like, I thought you were
0: Baptist. Uh I thought you were Catholic. Uh I thought you were Jewish. What is happening? That's so good. That's so good. I love that you brought in like the Jewish culture because I just actually had to walk through this process in conversation with God because I recently lost an uncle and they are, um, so he's like a part of my bloodline because they're married in, right? So the, not really, but really, my uncle. Yeah. And when he yeah. passed, and he's like a devout man of the Jewish religion, and I have always just idolized him. He is just so jovial and full of the spirit in, in their own way, in their own culture, and, like, I honestly couldn't say a bad thing about him. And when you talk about Jewish culture, you always – or there's like so much comedian like components to the fact that they are, you know, stingy with their money. Well, that was not him. Like they were very good with their money, as are all of the people in their family based on what they believe and how they steward money well. And so it's always been something that has kind of piqued my interest because I didn't have that like understanding as much growing up. So when I, we lost him just a few weeks ago during this time, which has been, you know, really hard and difficult, especially for our family who we weren't able to be there to celebrate his life. I immediately took it as a shock because it was an unexpected situation. And then I started wrestling with God, like, but wait, like he's, he is yours. Like, I know you called him yours. Like he's left a legacy in so many people's lives. And like, what does that look like? And is he going to be there? And is he not going to be there? And like wrestling with these emotions and I reached out to my my best friend who's also a pastor and she said um you know Tamara like God has his heart God knew his heart like it doesn't matter about what secular you know what the world claims them as like he is a believer in God and so who are we to decide where he goes and to understand that is a whole nother realm that I I don't know but I know his heart was whole and I know that his legacy is is true and so I can't wait for that moment where I get to see him in heaven because I've come to the belief that he is there and Jesus assured me that he's holding him and holding his family and all of the people that I love so dearly so I I love that visual and I celebrate alongside you all of the different denominations and and my family goes to a non-denominational church now and though I just feel like there's something about the understanding of the Holy spirit that I never received in any other church. And Mm -hmm. because you have that power within you to take that with you, wherever you go, it doesn't matter if you were in a temple it doesn't matter if you were in a mosque, it doesn't matter if you were in Yogaville. <laughs> like wherever <laughs> you are, you carry that you are the church where you go. And so, I'm I'm so grateful that you have that experience and that you're bringing it into so many areas of your power projects that are affecting the world the way they are. So thank you for being you and showing up and and doing so unashamedly in who he's called you to be.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks. And I think that, um, I think my absolute favorite thing about the Pentecostal religion was the music. (laughs) And so I think like, I literally, I try to tell my husband, like music moves me. It moves my soul. Like worship music moves my soul, but I can also like get down with other music (laughs) and I can still feel Jesus in my soul. Like So I think that that and that's all like you say, like the presence of the Holy Spirit and knowing that and being in touch with that is um, it is I am very, very grateful for having that experience and knowing that from a very young
0: age. So tell me real quick before we pop off, says I'm so curious if your family was so rooted in that how did they perceive you cutting your hair or wearing makeup or coming into fashion? And like, that's like a thing in and of the Christian culture that like, I think people need to let go of and embrace, but that's another whole conversation. So like, explain that process with us.
1: Well, my parents were, Well, my dad was raised in it. And then my mom, uh, her whole family, you know, came into the church as when she was a teenager. And so my parents, both they didn't necessarily align with all of the the you know the legalism Mm -hmm. within the church Mm -hmm. and so while we went they kind of always had their own questions and they were they were pretty good about by the time I was in sixth grade like I got my first you know pair of jeans and And my grandparents almost fell over. Like I was, (laughs) my grandma had four boys. I was her first girl. I was the first granddaughter. And then I showed up in James in sixth grade. And, (laughs) um, you know, and so of course being the oldest grandchild and the first one in the family to really like take stands and cut my hair and pierce my ears. Um, it wasn't easy by any means. And, um, my grandma is my favorite. I love, and and I think I'm her favorite person on the face of the planet, but we are two very different people. Like wow. she is so like meek and humble and mild and submissive and sweet and prayer warrior and soft-spoken, like nothing that I am nothing. Like she is all the things that the Bible tells you a woman is supposed to be. Right. I love it. And, uh, and so we went through a process, but, um, then you know, little by little, all my cousins got older, and some of them went a little crazy for a little while. And so, then so she's like, know, "Oh,
0: thank you, stay this yeah. way."
1: <laughs> she yeah, has real... <laughs> That's good. But it's 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 really great now because I'm in a place now where, although both my grandmothers and I have different opinions about just the structure of things here on this planet, you know, and serving God. We have a really deep connection in our in our spirituality and in our love for Jesus and in the fact that we can, you know, pray for one another and send each other scripture and discuss the Lord without getting it convoluted with being right, wrong or indifferent.
0: That's so cool. I hope to have relationships like that with my grandbabies because I was not in in put into a family with similar dynamics as that is my my dynamics of our family are so drastically different so a generational shift is happening in our home and I'm so grateful for that and expectant for what I hope to you know bleed into their lives later so I love that they you're honoring that and honoring them as they've done that for you. It's really cool. So before we end, because we're closing in on time here, I want people one to know where to find you because you have your own podcast too. And I'm excited for them to listen because it is again, power.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the podcast is the power project and it is on any platform. You listen to podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, the whole shebang.
0: Yep, awesome. And then, where do you hang out most? Are you on Instagram, Facebook? Have you jumped into Ugh. TikTok yet? Okay, so
1: <laughs> great stories. For starters, I have such a love hate with Instagram. Yeah. Like, I I love that Instagram. We can do like pictures and inspiration, and like you know some great copy, and and we don't have to get caught up in like politics and and nastiness, right? right. But I haven't really found my niche on Instagram with, with communication and genuine conversations. Like when I'm like, get to know, you know, you it's Facebook. So I kind of think like Facebook's like my dinner party where like, I would have like a group of friends there, but like maybe not everybody knows each other, but I know everybody. Right, 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 right.
0: I love that analogy. Uh,
1: and so, like, Instagram is more like a conference that, you know, I'm going to speak at, but I don't really know everyone. Personally. That's and good. then TikTok. That's like uh, have you done it? Have you done it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm viral on TikTok, girl. Are you? Oh, my God. I got to check it out. <laughs> but let me just tell you, I'm going to give everyone a word to the. Like, TikTok's where I literally show up and I just and kind of fun. Like it's like Facebook's like you get real down mom wife over here. I'm going to tell you all my good, bad and ugly Instagram. I'm going to like encourage, inspire and motivate yeah. you. TikTok, I'm going to do stuff that I think is fun. And I was a theater kid. So I sometimes so dress up as my teenage kids and make fun of them on there. And, um, yeah, I went viral like I think about like 30,000 followers. But That's I got like awesome. I think I got like 20,000 followers in a week. But here's the thing about TikTok, y'all, that you got to know. If you go viral, prepare your hearts Uh-oh. because the majority of the platform is 12-year-old girls and they think we're too old to be there and they are mean. Like mean, nasty That's mean. <laughs> They've given me like all kinds of unsolicited parenting advice that I will one day make a TikTok video out of. Yes. They referred to me as Karen multiple times. And I, I don't know what
0: Karen did to make all the children mad, but she made them all mad. (laughs) <laughs> that is so funny. I can't wait to watch it. I literally told my husband one day on the way to work because I was listening to Gary Vee, and I love Gary V, even his Phil Garrity, and I'm like, uh-huh. Gary V says I need to be on TikTok. My husband's like, you should probably be on TikTok. I'm like, shoot, I don't want to be on another social platform. So I was like, I'm going to make a TikTok video by the end of the day. So I get on there, and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening right now, but I'm a really good dancer, and so I'm like, okay, we're going to make a dancing TikTok business thing and I was like this is Bull crap! I can't do it. I hung up. I hung up. I was like, not even happening. And so the only time I'm on TikTok is if I'm scoping out my nieces, who are the 12-year-old girls that are probably being mean to you. So I'm really sorry (laughs) on their behalf. But I I want I want so badly to be able to figure it out. So you might have to give me some TikTok advice after we hang up. Well, just
1: so you know, during like during quarantine, because I mean, I took a break because literally, like, I had some hardcore cyberbullying. That I'm tough. I am strong. (laughs) And it was. I just, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm back in seventh grade, but the girls are so much worse. Oh, like, that's, so horrible. Much worse. that's horrible. That's yeah, horrible. So I, I took a little break and I pumped the brakes for a minute. And then, um, so then I got back over and I was like, look, I'm just going to put like positivity, inspiration and things that I think are funny. Yeah. And the fun part about TikTok, you can literally like throw spaghetti at the wall and it might possibly <laughs> stick. Like it's, you don't have to think it out. Like you got to think out like. I don't yeah. do any dance challenges or any of the junk that the kids do because
0: yeah. I
1: like I could bust out my old school cheerleading right. dances if we needed to, you know. Uh, um, but so in true. the quarantine, there's a lot of people our age that have gotten on the platform right. because they were bored at yeah. home, so You'll find more of your people there. now.
0: Okay. All right. I'll try it out <laughs> between Brandy and Gary Vee. It says I have to do it. I guess I got to do it. <laughs> all right, y'all, you might see me on TikTok soon, but go check out Brandy on her podcast, the power project. Go check her out on Facebook. If you want to be dining with her. I know I do. I'm coming to Texas soon, so we'll have to yeah. do that. <laughs> and, uh, I, and also check out the virtual summit. Can people still jump in to, to listen this weekend?
1: yes like it's gonna be and actually like they had a little technical difficulty so okay. it's not just us so um, yeah. um, they extended a day through sunday i think okay. and then if you get the all like it's totally free but yeah. then if you get the all access pass you can have it forever awesome. to watch so awesome. uh, i can shoot you my link that you can like put in the share. comments
0: absolutely yeah
1: i was trying to think i've got it posted on my power project page right now okay. as well as my instagram page The Instagram is just Brandy Voth, B-R-E-N-D-I-V-O-T-H. And then Facebook is The Power Project Awesome, over on Facebook.
0: Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to get to know you more and share all the goodness that you're putting out into the world. I am so grateful to be in community with you. And I know that this is not the last time we're going to link arms.
1: Oh, no, no, no. We've got something (laughs) that we got to chat about here in a bit.
0: (laughs) I love it. All right, y'all. See you later. I see you, girl, hanging to the very end, trying to clean that spot in the roots and wings, founding member tribe. I'm grateful for you. Maybe you fast forward, I see you too. And that's awesome. I'm glad you have as much excitement about claiming that spot as I am for you to be a part of it. So through the month of June, we're doing a subscribe and review challenge. Whoever does that, and the challenge part is, because that part's not very hard, you're already listened, you might as well click the extra two buttons. It takes two seconds. But the second part is you have to take a picture of that review, tag me in your Insta story or Facebook story so that I know you did it, and that is your entry point, okay? So by the end of June, you are going to be offered a $599 value opportunity for the program at your door, $100 gift set, as well as two $150 vouchers towards 101 Coaching. I mean, come on! For two seconds of work, two seconds of input, two seconds of love, two seconds of appreciation, two seconds of insight on what you thought about this episode. I am grateful for you. Again, you guys, we're in top 200 at this point. That's amazing. I'm trying to hit top 100, and this is how we can do it as a tribe together. Again, you rock. I hope you have an incredible day. Take the two seconds, and I can't wait to get to know you simply from your tag. So. Have a good one. Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Faith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know, I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time.